This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Sprague On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at ServicePatriots.com slash the fan. It's time for the 127th plane of a game that no longer has a name for fear of being canceled. I'm sorry. This is a Rivalry Week edition of Dirt and Spray. Brought to you by P.G. Long, your Northwest flooring experts. Online at pglongllc.com. Dirt and Spray on 1080. Calm down. The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two, Dirt and Spray here on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan. The Odyssey app, 99.5 HD2. Uh, If you missed the first hour of the show, you can always catch the Service Patriots podcast at 1080thefan.com. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. The Vancouver Report text line is where you can reach us at 503-864-6326. Your dollar goes further at Vancouver Ford. They treat you right before, during, and after the sale. Visit them at vancouverford.com. Also have the YouTube stream, uh, and you can comment on that. Sometimes it gets a little sideways. We cannot control that. We are, it is out of our power. So sorry for anything that's being talked about on that stream. <laughs> Conduct yourselves like adults. <laughs> I would like to uh, shout out very quickly one of our P1s, Brian, okay. tweeted us, because I had forgotten to bring this up on the show. You mentioned there's too much to get to. Yes, lots going on. I'm with you. I have I have show notes from two weeks ago still on my sheet, and I'm like, I still think this is kind of a good topic, but we haven't done it. Lost in the shuffle. Uh, The Barry Sanders doc on Prime Video drops today. I will be watching that this week. I I actually, I didn't know what date it was. I'd seen the trailer. Uh, I'm probably going to watch this when I get home today. He was on McAfee yesterday doing a little promo for it. There were some anecdotes in there about his time in Detroit. I think he gets into why he retired when he retired, the honesty behind the decision. One of the greatest players in the history of the league who walked away far too soon, and I cannot wait to watch that. Uh, we will get to Bill Conley at 8.15 today. That will be our ticker guest. We will get to the mail sack. Your mail sack questions are still welcomed on a, to- a Tuesday at the Vancouver 4 text line. Uh, I don't... 8.30? We'll probably do 8.30. 8.30? I don't want to do 8 into Connolly because the mail sack always goes long. We'll okay. Go, we'll go post Connolly sack today. Hey, what's going to be funny is when Connolly drops some serious nugget or bomb <laughs> and we're like, well, Bye. <laughs> We'll get to it. We'll get to the mail sack today. So get the mail sack questions in, whether the YouTube comments or the Vancouver Ford text line. Uh, that's where you can reach us. I, I wanted to let's get to the second hour here. We talked a lot of NFL. We did. Let's transition to college. It's a weird week. It's a short week. So it's like I'm still thinking about that Washington game and plays and moments. But shut up. 
uh, Civil War week. Oregon, Oregon State on your all your opens. We got to talk about it now. It's three days away. It, it's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but uh, I wanted to get to the dirty poll to start the second hour. Okay, let's do the dirty poll. I omitted it at six thirty. I apologize for that. It's all right, I forgot to put it in the show tease last night on Twitter oh, too. So you? you know, <laughs> we're at least aligned in that. All right, I. I cannot wait. This is the dirty <laughs> poll that I've been waiting for the longest because I think dirt. I'm curious where you're going to go with it. So I'll say this. It's kind of boring the last couple of weeks because nothing's really happening. Like we keep waiting for teams to lose. Nobody's losing. <laughs> it's becoming very frustrating. We're judging like how close a margin of Why victory is. Why you know? didn't you make a field goal there? You should have covered the spread. The back end of the top 10 also sucks. Like I think we have eight legitimate teams this year and then everybody else is jumbled together. Mm. So what the hell? I'll just go through 10 and 9 quickly. Missouri survived against Florida. I don't think Missouri is a top 10 team in the country. Resume-wise, though, I don't know who else you put in that spot, so whatever. Missouri's number 10. Okay. Louisville survived again. They probably should have lost to Miami this weekend. That was an early game on Saturday morning I was watching. 38-31 was your final. Miami's incredibly undisciplined. Everybody in there in, in Cane Land is questioning Mario Cristobal. Welcome to the world that we've lived in for a couple of years. Game management, in-game coaching, not very good. Miami loses again. Louisville wins. Louisville's number nine. Let's get to the serious business. No changes, eight through six. Actually, eight through five. Alabama <laughs> remains number eight. They beat Chattanooga this week. Texas wow. won at Iowa State. Kind of an ugly, low-scoring. Three to three was your score at halftime. Pulled away late. Got a couple of turnovers. They remain at number seven. Oregon boat raced a bad Arizona State team, but they did what you're supposed to do to a bad team. 42 nothing at the half. And despite some of these other polls out there and the dirty poll at times being criticized, I think we've been right on this one all along. Mm. Michigan's the team that we've had outside the top four, not Washington. And Michigan remains at number five. Yep. They barely beat Maryland this weekend. Maryland's not a good team. They have one quality win on the entire season against Penn State. For sure it was on the road, but give me a break. you got to play a real game before November. You're punished for that in the dirty poll. They're number five. Top four. Not injury-related. It's opponent-related. Florida State is now at number four. I'm not going to rule them out with the Jordan Travis stuff. Let's see how the backup can play. They get Florida this week. They get an ACC title game against Louisville. If they win those two games, they belong in. Do I think they're going to win them? Probably not. But if they win, they belong in. They're at number four. Ohio State is now at number three because their resume does not match up with the number two team in the country, and that is the Washington Huskies. Wow. Washington is Big number movement. two. I, look, I didn't think there was a chance in hell they were going to survive the last three weeks. I didn't think – I won't pick any of them, whichever one you want out of a hat. USC on the road. I thought USC had a great shot, and they did. But they got a couple of big stops when they needed them. Utah at home, I thought that was going to be a tough game. They were trailing at halftime. Found a way to win this weekend in the pouring rain in Corvallis. I thought, man, the Beavs are going to build that dam and run the football. They're going to take them down. Didn't happen, man. That's three straight quality wins on top of who they beat earlier this year against in Oregon. And there's no re there's no comparison between the resumes between them and anybody else in the top five. Yeah. Yes, they eked out wins over Arizona State and Stanford, but as they've now piled up impressive wins, we can't keep holding that against them. Michigan barely beat Maryland this weekend. Ohio State barely beat Wisconsin earlier this year. Like, stop it. Michigan or excuse me, Washington deserves to be number two. And number one, I think is the most untalked about story right now, and I'm starting to get terrified. Carson Beck. They're playing yeah. Georgia football, and they're blowing people out, I and know. it's like, oh, God, here we, here we go again. And Georgia will be number one until somebody beats them. I've jokingly not given Tennessee enough credit. They won that game by four touchdowns. I mean, Tennessee's I, – I will use the Pac-12 comparison. Like I think Tennessee's like a lesser Arizona. Arizona. Yeah, I, like, I tend right. to agree with that. So if you're a number one team, like beating Arizona by four touchdowns, if somebody did it, you'd be like, damn. Right. So what I'm doing there is my team – 
I think should have beaten Arizona, but they narrowly lose. So that yep. basically I watched Georgia beat my team by four touchdowns this yep. weekend. I think that's a good comparison. A nice slap in the face of, oh, you think close, huh? No, you're not. In their building, too. It wasn't in Athens. I have to give you credit. I didn't see you doing that. I know how much that pains you to put them at number two. I'm just trying to prop up their resume for when we beat them next week. I had to get that in. I had to get yeah, one. No, there it is. I had yeah. to get one. Just we get knew one it was in. Happening. They're number two. All right, I put them number two. Stop bitching at me. Okay. Really hard when Arizona's going to that game. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Did you see what Jed Fish said yesterday? <laughs> no. Jed Fish literally said yesterday, this is like the Huskies COVID title. You know, we're the Pac-12 South champs. Oh, my God. He didn't pull that. And if he? the old rules existed, we'd be in, we'd be in the Pac-12 <laughs> championship game. Can I? I mean, he's not wrong. But. I, yeah. Let me ask you. The Big Ten's doing this. They're sending Iowa to the Big Ten title game. No matter what happens between Michigan and Ohio State. Could be a field goal game at the buzzer. Nope. Nope. Let's not redo that game. Nope. Let's bring Iowa in so they can score nine points and yep. try to hold their opponent to eight. Watch Michigan win that or Ohio State win that game by 40. Where would the... The, the anger meter be at right now with the Pac-12, even though it's already done enough to get the anger meter going, where would it be for Duck fan right now if Jed Fish was indeed right, Arizona was the South champ, and Oregon had no shot at the Pac-12 title game? The ironic thing about this is this exact scenario played out. Uh, let me see who they ended up playing. What year? I, I will argue the best Oregon team of all the Oregon teams was 2012. Okay. I think that was the best Oregon team. It was uh They would have won the championship. It was that Chips year. last year. Yeah. And it was Marcus's first year. They yep. had DeAnthony, all those weapons. They ended up playing Kansas State in the Fiesta Bowl and blowing Smoked out Kansas them. State. That was the year that Notre Dame went and got beat by Alabama. But that year you had divisions. They lost the head to head game to Stanford because Zach Ertz was out of bounds, but they didn't say he was out of bounds. Oh, that's and then right. Maldonado missed the kick. Yes. They lost seventeen to fourteen. They didn't go to the Pac twelve championship game. The Pac twelve championship game that year was number eight Stanford, number 17 UCLA, and Stanford won 27-24. And I think most people and would they argue, went to the Orange Bowl? Was that the they, Orange Bowl no, year? No, I think that was a Rose Bowl okay. year. But let me see, 2012 Stanford, they beat the Rose, yeah, they beat Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl. Okay. 20-14. or 20 to 14. So that, that exact scenario played out. And if you had divisions, it would play out again this year. And it was a mistake back then, and it would have been a massive mistake now. Arizona's a really good story. They're not in the same category as Oregon and Washington. No, but... I'll give them this at least. They're the third best team in the conference, and I didn't see that coming at all, especially if you would have said, hey, they're going to start a freshman quarterback after like five games. I'd be like, no. Yeah, they are. They're the third best team in the conference. They earned that respect. They clobbered Utah. They did. They beat my beeves. Should have beat USC. Should have beat USC. And, you know, had a nice little comeback effort against UW. So they did. That's a that's a good football team. I put it up right now at Dirt and Sprague, the top 10 dirty poll. Georgia 1, UW 2, Ohio State 3, Florida State 4, Michigan 5, Oregon, Texas, Bama, Louisville, and Missouri. Huskies move up. The Dogs run win at Oregon State moves them up a spot over Ohio State. And I know why you did it. I completely agree with you. But if you were comping resumes, I think Washington's might even be better than Georgia's. Yeah. Right now. You could maybe right argue now. that. Yeah. But, I I mean, if you, no, those two teams are on a neutral field, I, I think Georgia's favored by 15 and a half. <laughs> well, what would Oregon be favored against Michigan if they beat UW? And I don't know him? what that line. I think the early look-ahead line right now for Oregon-UW is somewhere around seven and a half. Yeah. So play that game out of where would Georgia or Michigan. But Michigan's. If Michigan wins, they're in the top four. They're going to make the playoff. They will be. And I 
I don't know, man. I, I might be getting way too much credit to the conference. I think Washington and Oregon could beat Michigan. I think there's a pretty easy, easy argument that the Pac-12, it's not even an argument. This is a fact. The Pac-12 is either the first or second best conference in college football and this And you'd year. probably go second because people give the respect to the SEC Well, title they have Georgia-Bama, and if you had like the collection of Georgia-Bama or Oregon and Washington, who's better, people probably say the Georgia-Bama collection. But after Georgia-Bama and the SEC, there's not much. And you can make that argument in the Pac-12, but I would take that next lot of Arizona, Utah, Oregon State, USC. USC has Caleb Williams, right? Like, you take that next lot of teams, I would take that over any other conference. Uh, Coming up next, recognizing something in our own backyard on The Fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. All right, Bill Conley at uh, 8.15 today. We have a lot to talk about with our old friend Bill Conley, the former commissioner of college football before Dirt sold out to Pate. (laughs) Just completely booted him out of office and put Josh Pate in, like as Bill Conley doesn't know or cover college football either. Unbelievable disrespect. I don't say anything, but I'm thinking in my head, like, I remember what you used to say on this show. You know, I'm an SEC honk, man. I'm an I'm SEC dirt, so I got to go down with a guy down south. Saw this from uh, old Andrew Nimick uh, of our recruiting show with Andrew Nimick. Usually every Thursday. Obviously not going to happen this week. We're thankful for him, though. He gets a two-week hiatus. Look at that. The COVID and the turkey. Oh, the Seahawks got a Thursday night game ne- next week? Two in a row. Two so in a row. Thir- so they get Thanksgiving, oh, and then so- they're at the Cowboys. That would be three That's in a, a row. That's a good little Thursday night game. I'm intrigued by that. Yeah. That's three in a row because he missed last week's with COVID. He yeah. did, yeah. Gobble, gobble this week, yep. and then gobble, gobble next week. Well, he will be on the pregame show on Friday, yes, so you can stay tuned for that. So will I. You will. I'm on the pregame show behind enemy lines. Behind enemy lines. They're going to send you an extra check in the mail. Don't worry. It's coming. <laughs> really? It's, yeah, it comes every year. I'd. Can we just get those honey-baked ham certificates we used say. to get from McNamara? Yeah. You remember we used to get those? Get were our those. Cri- I remember getting it, and I was like, awesome. I saw our old boss, McNamara, and I go, hey, uh, hey, Tim, what is this? And he's like, it's your bonus. Be grateful. <laughs> and he walked away. <laughs> it was like a $30 gift card. Yeah. He would take it to honey-baked ham, and it wasn't enough for a ham. No. He had to get a little uh, a out, no. of, out of pocket cash was needed on top get of that. the mini ham, the half a ham. Yeah, <laughs> or the mashed potatoes and macaroni. Like, somebody else got ham and turkey because it's all I could afford. <laughs> I got the sides. Uh, Oregon in the past 20 years. Oh, okay. 194 wins. That's eighth in college football. Pretty good. 39 and 27 versus ranked opponents, fifth in college football. Mm-hmm. Eight top 10 finishes, 12 10 plus seasons of wins, one playoff appearance, two or six conference championships, 
and potentially looming two Heisman Trophy winners in this run and currently right now number six recruiting class in 2024. I saw this via at CFB rep, and it's it's um, from time to time, even though I'm not a diehard Duck fan, I see this stuff and just childhood me is like, man, that's what has been established in Eugene, Oregon is is pretty remarkable. Obviously, they have a big game this week against their in-state rival. Mm-hmm. If they take care of that game, you're back to the rematch against the Huskies, and you control your own fate at that point. Obviously, you need some other things, I think, to happen. But if you win that game, I think most people will be mentally slotting Oregon or Washington into a playoff spot. It's just, you go through the achievements, and sometimes I get people that will ask me, Sprague, Sometimes Duck fans are just, they're too cocky and they bother me a lot. And I go, I get it. Don't let Twitter cloud how every Duck fan really is. But also, that, that resume, that's hard not to be cocky over. This, I, we're in the week of being thankful. Uh, and and this is a this is a thankful feeling for me this week. Like I know a lot of the debate is we get into the weeds on this stuff of like an Oregon and Washington rematch or cut talking about college football playoff rankings. Like the year that Oregon is having is remarkable, and I know that some of the, lo- the some of the wins don't look maybe as good as they did at the time because Utah's floundered a little bit. USC isn't the team maybe we quite thought, but it doesn't take away from the fact for me that Oregon is ten and one going for an 11 and one season, which has, I mean, how many times that happened in program history, right? You're counting barely on one hand. Obviously the chip years were there. You had the Fiesta Bowl year with Joey Harrington. Like you've had some really good, the Helford year where they went to the national title game, but these are, these are kind of few and far between years, man. This is not the norm where it's like, Hey, every single year we're going to be 11 and one. Like that's not the way that this works. And so there's a super thankful feeling for me this week of appreciating the season that they've had, what potentially is to come if they are able to win this week on Friday And also added to that the fact of, like, this is the most dominant Oregon has felt in a very long time. Like, you're not squeaking through opponents. This isn't like a, God, they could have lost that game. They should have lost that game. Ooh, that one was pretty lucky. Oregon's played two competitive games all year, at least in my definition. The Texas Tech game and the Washington game. They won one and they lost one. Every other game, you had some tight halves or tight quarters. Like, the the Washington State game was like 17-13 at the half. And then you look up and you're up 34 to 13 with two minutes to go in the game. Like they haven't really had, they haven't really been tested at all this year outside of two games. And so it's, Oh, I disagree with that. Oh, okay. Well, I think the thing that you're hinting at that I'm going to get to here is you have been, and yet they don't end up feeling like tests at the end of the game. How many years in our lives, even in this run of resume that I speak of, how many of those 10 win seasons in great years did they like, Barely eke out that win against Cal at home. I mean, after that, was that the, start, that was the Mario Rose Bowl year with Herbert when they won it in nineteen. They lost the opener to Auburn. They should not have lost that game. They obviously ended up losing to Arizona State late in the season with a chance to make the playoff. But go back and look at hand, a handful of their wins: last second kick at home against Washington State, struggling in this game. Like there was a million of them throughout the course of the season. You point to and say that could have gone either way. You haven't had those this year, and that's that's kind of my point. Is I think the depth that he has created is yeah. Sometimes you might start a little. Little slow. Stanford up six nothing after the first quarter. And you're like what? It was fourteen to six at the half. At the half, and and you know, I, I I'm on our show Twitter on Saturdays because I like to see what Duck fan mm-hmm. like. Not that I use Twitter as the measurement of Duck fan, but I like to see some of the Duck listeners that we have that yeah. are tweeting. And like the Stanford game is six to nothing. Like this is in 
embarrassing. I'm just, <laughs> yo, they're gonna win this game comfortably. You just need to calm down, like a couple two, uh, you know, three and outs, and yeah, there you go. You're six to nothing. They they figure it out. <laughs> this is how our minds work, man. They they had the first two plays at Arizona State were an incomplete pass and a run for a loss of one, and I thought, oh, here we go. And then they completed a 15-yard pass and scored six straight touchdowns. <laughs> I, I I don't ever do this. <laughs> Deal just tweeted, this is you holding Oregon back in the rankings. Yeah, it's <laughs> like mentally, <laughs> you're like, oh, they're coming. <laughs> hold it, hold it, hold it. <laughs> but but I, think, I think that's the thing is all of that resume, it, it resets the perspective and expectation. It does. I mean, it... it we talked about this with Ryan Day uh, either last year or the year before. When they they finished, they lost to Michigan, and they were 10-2. and two, mm-hmm. And he did a post-practice interview, and he basically was like, this isn't good enough. And I remember doing the segment. I'm like, I, I, I understand it, but like it's kind of ridiculous that the expectation of, of two losses in a season is, is just ludicrous to these fans. It's a failure. You know, I I don't know. I'm not saying you're going to run Lanning out, but like I feel like a nine and three season from Lanning, the world would be ending for a lot of fans. And when you have that kind of run, that's kind of the only negative to it is it it kind of puts perspective out of whack. And some years you're you're recruiting your changeover. You're going to have a new quarterback next year. I don't know if that's a guy in the program or a guy who's going to get out of the program. But I also know that the guy that he has in the program is doing historical things yes, he is. that may, may get him the Heisman Trophy. And so maybe a 10-2 and two season or 9-3 and three year is going to happen, and nobody's going to be happy about it. It's going to be outrage. And I think when you look at that resume, as ridiculous as it is, you go, okay, well, doing this for 20 years is making people kind of forget what this once was. I saw the toilet bowl highlight yesterday. Ah, the good old days. Circulating, and I'm just like 11 fumbles and five picks and the fumbles and the jerseys are ugly. And I'm like, it was like this for a long time. And now for 20-plus years, Oregon is this run that's only matched better by Alabama and Georgia and the likes of, like, four programs. That was 40 years ago, man. Swag was in his 30s. Like, that was prime football fandom for him. Prime swag. Imagine me watching that. No. This is as good as it gets. And that was in color. Yes. He used to watch those games in black and white, take the train down to Eugene. (laughs) Absolutely wild. I mean, I don't know how he did it for all those years. Here's what I will say. What? What He started it. He did it first. Here's what I will say. I, I think... I think Oregon being where they were and going through the last 10 years, at least for me, I'm not Duck fans are delusional and there's a lot of wackos out there. So don't get me wrong. At least for me, not I can, all Duck fans. I can only speak for myself. Like I, the last 10 years to me have been, I don't know if humbling is the right word, but it's like you take, you got to the nearly the top of the mountain. You tasted greatness. Like you were there. You were one of the best programs in the country. You came close to winning a title in 10. You got back to another one in 14. You went on a four or five year run there. That was like, where did this, like, oh my, out of nowhere. Now you're winning 11 games every year. And then Mark Helfrich just floundered. And then you went Taggart. And then it was, like, it's been a long time since Oregon's been here. Like, even that 19 year that I met, that I referenced, that was a good Oregon team. They beat Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl. That was, like, the third best team in the Big Ten that you didn't year. didn't feel like it was a great Oregon team. You weren't team, a national you know? title contender. Yeah, you should right. have been with Justin Herbert. That's a different argument. We don't need to get into that. But that team was not, like, they're not, not even close. They're not even in the same universe as this team. That doesn't mean they're going to win Friday. doesn't mean they're going to beat Washington. There's just a feeling of dominance of, like, dude, we're a big boy again. It's been a long time since you've been there and so I have a I have a, an aspect of just feeling thankful for that and understanding that sometimes these things can ebb and flow it's not going to be perfect the beautiful thing about college football is that while you're always focused on the here and now and what kind of season your team's having and what's ahead of you there's also the bigger picture 
And I think that's where this is kind of getting exciting for Duck fans is that not only this doesn't feel like a one-off. It doesn't feel like this is going to be your year and then you're going to go regress and have to rebuild. No, the recruiting suggests like, this is going to stay for a while. The NIL money you have yeah. to spend, the transfer portal is going to open, the next couple of weeks are going to be chaos. Like You you have an opportunity here. It doesn't mean you're going to compete for a title next year because I don't know who your quarterback is going to be. But it, see, it feels like you're setting yourself up for sustained success for the first time in a long time. Final thought. It's, it's amazing you note right there. I have no idea who the quarterback is and I don't know how much I really care like I know it'll matter but the depth of defensive line the defense sure. looking nasty this year yeah. skill position guys like I I don't know man like the recruiting the portal they're filling those spots really well where maybe you have a Kyle McCord or a, I know Beck's been playing well lately but he started off a little slow for Georgia right you still get by even with less quarterback play very true it's not the NFL you can win in college football without having the premier guy at that position. Very true. Uh, all right, we have a lot to get to. Bill Conley at 8.15. Uh, mail sack coming up. Get those mail sack questions into the Vancouver Ford text line. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, welcome back in. 7.38. Talking some college football here on the program. Welcome back in. Happy Tuesday to you. Hey, if you're watching on YouTube, why don't you hit subscribe? We hit 1,000 subscribers last week. Big deal. Big deal. Well done, everybody. Well Thank done. you. Thank you to everybody out there. We appreciate you. We love you. We read the comments. We don't always respond to the comments, but we read the comments. We see how dumb we are. We understand. It says that I have to create a channel to join the chat, so I might do that. I want to dive into those comments during the show. You're going to create a... Uh, I don't Andy know what that Johnson channel. I don't know what that means to create a channel, but I try and click it's like create a channel. I just was what it was. 
Do I have to do anything with my channel? What does that mean? I mean, if you create a channel, people think you're going to do something with oh, it. Okay. Do people want my YouTube content? You Where's our like... Winterhawk behind the scenes podcast recording? You know, I, mean, I do. I do that every. I just came out with one last week. No, no, no. Behind the scenes. Oh, you video. went to filming of the recording of the podcast? Yeah, I think. Okay. I think if we want to expand our YouTube horizons, we we need to invest as a company. <laughs> Where's our camera? Do we have a camera? I went shirtless running Swigard through the streets of Beaverton. Like filming himself? Oh, I thought you said you went shirtless, Swigard. No, I, I want all this stuff. A cooking in your kitchen? I want cooking shirtless in the kitchen. A lot of shirtless content. I think that'd be good I, for you the know, masses. It'd actually be, that's sneaky good content, like uh, football feast <laughs> and swags just, hi, hi, Jason here. I'm here. Let's smoke some meat together. You know what? I would film it and edit it. I would be the guy knocking on the door. Have you seen these there like 30 questions for one of the magazines? They go to a celebrity's house that... Hey, come on in. And they, as they're showing their house, they're just like, what's your favorite color? Uh, favorite color on any given day is red or blue. Like, we just do that, but you making food. There you go. I'd watch that content. I'm we here can, for that content. We can do that. Make sure you put the camera away, though, that's in your bedroom. Yeah, we don't need to see that. The no, tripod doesn't need to be in the bedroom. That's how you get a little... That's <laughs> that how you she get, knows about. I mean, come on, you know. <laughs> no, no camera that's in the bedroom. You, that's how you get in trouble right there, okay? <laughs> no, dude, get right to the meat! So, uh, yeah, thanks to everybody for watching, and uh, like the video, subscribe, all that stuff. We love you, and uh, I'll try and jump into those mentions there. I did want to get to a couple of things in the college football world that we haven't really talked about from the weekend. One totally missed thing from yesterday. There was two, and they connect to the same game. One of them being Cam Rising's returning for another season of college football next Seventh year. Seventh year. Seventh year of college football. Man. Unbelievable. He's getting, I mean, he's going to get paid a lot of money in NIL, I'm sure. He's probably looking at it saying, I don't know about my NFL future with all the injuries I've been through, prove myself. I, that's his game plan. Well, I think if he's going to have any hope in the NFL, he's got to show he can stay healthy for a full season. Imagine for year seven if you get hurt again, though. Can you get an eighth? I don't think so. I, I, I feel like we're going to watch him become Hulk Hogan with his hair. Like, he started with great hair in college, and now it's getting a little thin. He's 25, 26. Like, wait, what happened to the top? I don't know, man. You know who's still doing that? His local product, Cam McCormick. Did he, he is, effort for a ninth season at yeah. Miami? He's still playing at Miami. Yeah. He was recruited by Mark Helfridge, and he is still playing at Miami. And he petitioned for another year. It's insane. Like, dude, I, for, first off, can I just appreciate the hustle? Like, college football life's good. He's probably taking one class, making a little bit of money at NIL in say, Miami. Doesn't like, he have a doctorate? Hold yet? on, he's hold like, on. that's a good. He knows he's not going to the NFL. Like, I try and grift for as long as I can too. Yeah, but what? <laughs> at what? At what point in age does it become weird? Right? Like, it's like the guy yeah. who goes back to the high school parties after he's graduated. Maybe the first year. Maybe the second. It's like. Okay, you knew a yeah. couple of these classes. <laughs> yeah. Third, fourth, fifth year, six years later, you're 24, and you're like, hey, where's the big party at? Like, it kind of becomes awkward and weird and, like, don't, don't show up. All of a sudden dazed and confused. <laughs> when is Cam, McCor is Cam McCormick need to be 32 to be like, all right, can you stop playing against 18-year-olds now, please? Cam McCormick is 25. I don't know why his Google page is not list his age. seven or eight years, right, I think it'd be a ninth year of eligibility. Yes, that sounds about right. So I mean, he's got to be 26. <laughs> on the 2022 Oregon football roster, he was listed as a seventh-year senior. Wow. And he's 2023. He was a freshman at Oregon. Okay, he's a freshman at Oregon in 2016. Chip Kelly. <laughs> so the last year of Mark Helfrich was his fr freshman year. Oh. He was at Oregon from 2016 until 2022. Yeah. And now he's been at Miami for a couple of and years. And he wants to be at Miami again. And he wants to be at Miami. So he went six years at Oregon, mm. or seven years at Oregon. No, he went six. So he was there for the yeah. This is so you go 16, 17, 18, 19. 
20, 21, 22. Seven years. That's seven oh. years. This is his eighth year of college football. Eighth he's year. efforting for a ninth. Yes. Unbelievable. A ninth year. And somehow there's like a some thing that he's actually, he found a loophole. <laughs> And I just can okay. somebody deny it? I don't know, man. I I kind of want him to get. I want him to play till he's thirty. At Who this needs point. beer? I'll go buy beer. <laughs> just keep it going at this point. I kind of appreciate the hustle. So Cam McCormick's coming back. There was a rumor online yesterday that Oregon was offering him three million dollars, which I can confirm that it was not true. Uh, Oregon was not offering Cam Rising three million dollars. Um, so that I don't know if you'd want him. I'm gonna get hot. I mean, take. you could do worse than that, sure, but I, you're yeah. not paying Cam. I mean, not paying a guy that you don't know if he could stay healthy three million dollars. Like that's re- a Utah fan mm-hmm. created that narrative. It was like what? What? No, that's not a thing at all. Yeah. Also, um, like you know, he. I don't know. Cam McCor- Cam Rising's interesting to me. He's a good player. He's not bad. I don't know how much I trust him in a big moment, big game, and also he can't stay healthy. So like, yeah. I, uh, I'm spending three million dollars. Go get me something else. Uh, we'll have to. We can tie these into the next segment. But I didn't want to. We didn't really mention that yesterday. I wanted to ask, what was the bigger surprise from the weekend? We kind of flirted with these two games, but we didn't get serious with them. The bigger surprise from the weekend: Arizona just drilling Utah at home. I said last week when we did Pacto picks against the spread, that was my favorite bet of the week. I loved Utah in that game. They were down twenty-eight nothing in the first quarter, or UCLA drilling USC in the Coliseum. I, I'm gonna actually. Hmm. What was the bigger surprise? Because I I miss I whiffed completely on both those games. Well, so did I. I, <laughs> I think I went zero for this week in Pacto picks against the spread. I, I'm trying to think. I think my initial reaction was more UCLA somehow. Some UCLA doing what they did to USC. I mean, I was yeah. stunned with Arizona doing that to Utah because you just don't see people do that to Utah. Like, I, they did to Utah what Oregon did to Utah. They it was did unbelievable. <laughs> right. I thought I thought UCLA was going to flounder, roll over, be dead, and wait for Chip to get fired. All the intel was like he's done. He's done. Yeah. They lost to ASU at home the week before. I know the Garbers came back. They got their quarterback back, but they lost to ASU at home. They they were getting beat pretty bad in that game too. They didn't just lose. Like they were getting beat up. And I thought USC was at least going to go out yeah. guns a blazing and they 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 completely flipped the script on me. I was more surprised looking up at that research scoreboard seeing 38 to 20 going, "Really?" Like Arizona was like, "Wow, they beat the hell out of Utah." I, I thought that was going to be a reverse outcome at the USC-UCLA game. Wild stuff this weekend. Lincoln Riley said yesterday the relevancy of the USC program has returned. He said, quote, the year didn't finish the way we wanted, and two days later you got a million things going on in the sports world. One of the top stories is still USC football. They need to go throw the bag at a top five, six defensive coordinator in college football. Uh, enough is enough. You have to. That's you have the offense. Choice. We know you can do it. You can get your quarterback. The problem is the other side. Until you take that side seriously and get physical, USC is a finesse team about to go play in the Midwest snow. That's not going to win. Have fun in Iowa, man. Have fun in Iowa with that defense and being bullied at the line of scrimmage. Uh, we will get to the mail sack coming up in the final hour. Your questions are welcome. Vancouver 4 text line, 503-864-6326. You can also send them into the YouTube chat. We'll get to them coming up at 830. Bill Connolly at 815. I want to get to coming up next, though, uh, let's talk about what's happening on Friday. and What are the big storylines for you going into that game? A little bit of peekaboo, if you will, uh, with the Civil War. We'll peekaboo! That. Thank you. We'll get to that coming up next on The Fam. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds what could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds let odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs advertise with odyssey visit ads.odyssey.com a couple of reactions here at the Vancouver Ford text line. Let me say, man, Nix is old. 
Uh, he played against Herbert in college. He's old as you know what. Uh, he is. Bo Nix is 23. So just for comparison on Cam Rising, Cam Rising will be 25 when next year kicks off. And I think Bo, this is his fifth year of college football, right? It's his fifth year. He started his, I mean, that Herbert was his first game as a freshman, true yeah. freshman. So, like, he is old, but he's not what, like, Rising was at a different program before Utah. He was at Texas the same time as Sam Ellinger and Tom Herman. Yeah. Like, that's how, he, there's just a, a slight difference there. Uh, and Nick's is play. They got the COVID freebie. If he didn't have the COVID freebie, Nick's would not have been able to return for this year. That's why Nick's was able to come back. Oh, I thought everybody could have your, like that fifth year. No, you only get four thing. years of eligibility. Oh, okay. You only get four years of eligibility. But the 2020 season, which was his second year in college, it was a no count season. It was a freebie, and so he took advantage of it this year, and that's why he was able to come back. Rising's been different. He's got the medical red shirts and all that. He's missed like this year. He, he didn't play a single down. So hmm. uh, just a perspective on the ages. And somebody also saying, I did see this report yesterday. There was one out there yesterday that USC threw a butt ton of money at Morgan Scally, the, the defensive coordinator yeah. at Utah. That's a good, I mean, that's a hire you got to do. You got to make something like that happen. And we talked about this during one of the breaks, but I don't, I don't know, you know, I'm a big Lincoln guy. I like the offense. And to your point, because it showed itself this year, he doesn't take defense seriously enough and it bit him and it bit him bad. I mean, basically, whoever he hires and they throw the bag at, he has to look that guy in the eye and say, we're basically co-head coaches. I'm just publicly the head coach. Do whatever the hell you need to do. I can't. I, I, you have to control it. I don't know defense. I haven't cared about defense enough. So you need to go upgrade from Alex Grinch to, I don't know, fill in the blank, maybe a Morgan Scally, maybe somebody else. You need to go find your Venables. Yeah. I mean, that, I know Dabo and Clemson is bragging because since Tyler from Spartanburg has called, they've won every game. I'm sorry, dude. As great as Lawrence and Watson were, like, those defenses were stout. Like, without Venables, you ain't winning those titles. Very true. And you're not sitting there making $90 million saying, I'm going to retire when players start making money. He needs to go find his Venables. The hard part I have with Riley just plugging and playing with a D coordinator is I feel like a lot of, like, I think our, our programs are examples of this. That it's not necessarily just your defensive coordinator. It's like an identity and a culture mm-hmm. to be physical, to be t- like Utah is this way. Utah doesn't out recruit USC on the defensive side of the football. Utah recruits at almost an Oregon State. Exactly. <laughs> Why are they so good defensively? It's a culture. It's an identity. It's an right. expectation. It's the way that you practice. Like it's everything that goes into it. And so I'm, I don't know. I'm really curious to see where this goes. Did you know Lincoln Riley? Two. I mean, everybody's kind of piling on at this point. I've been on this train for years, so I'm staying consist- uh, consistent. Yeah. He has lost as many regular season games at USC as he did his entire time at Oklahoma. Isn't that wild to think about? Well, this season really... I mean, this year did it. I mean, he lost five games. Did it. Yeah. He only lost two regular season games last year, one of them being the Pac-12 championship game. He lost seven regular season games in five years at Oklahoma. He has lost seven regular season games in two years at, at USC. And, and you know, I, I think the offensive thing, it's, it's not like the offense statistically dropped off. I think they were tied... Second most plays of 20 yards plus down the field. Caleb obviously winning the Heisman last year. But he was awesome. But like this year was more of a snowball effect to me. The defense just kept wearing on him, wearing on him, ruining things, blowing games, blowing opportunities. And eventually it kind of broke their offense a little bit. Um, and I I didn't see that coming. I, I wasn't shocked that they're not in the Pac-12 title game. I didn't buy that they go undefeated. I thought that was ridiculous. But having this kind of season, it's, it's a little mind-blowing like if I was a USC donor and I've donated an awful lot of money to help get him here I'm a little concerned right now like yeah you're speaking the truth on the culture the identity that was another thing Pete Carroll and the USC Trojans years ago it was always about Matt Lyon and Reggie Bush and all these skill position guys when reality defense was also stout and had all these all pro NFL guys on it Mm -hmm. or really good NFL players 
you need that again. And they tried to do it this year with the portal. I thought they hit on Bear, and that was kind of about it for them on defense. Everything else was terrible. They got all these new secondary guys. Their secondary got worse. It was awful. So I, I, I think it's part of that is identity. But I'm also a little worried about Lincoln Riley, the person. <laughs> Let me give you a real honest answer here. <laughs> that guy's been going bald for like four years, and yeah. he clearly doesn't want to. A lot and of stress. I think I think he's paying for for hair, and like when you're when you're spending money and time on hair. You're losing time and money on other things. So that's my hot take. Their defense took an extra big fall this year because he cared more about saving his hair than his defense. He, uh, his excuse making at the end of the year has been hilarious to watch, and it, he didn't, he wasn't able to do it against UCLA this weekend because they got boat raised. But his like, we're two plays away from being undefeated. We're three plays away from being in the Pac-12 championship game. Like, what's the God. what's the record right now? It's uh, seven and five. Seven and five. They okay. finished seven and five. Okay. Closer to that record or the year before next year in the Big Ten to you? Where would you gamble? I would say closer to that. Who's your quarterback going to be? I don't know. Maybe the Malachi kid who was a highly rated quarterback. Maybe he's the real deal. But until I see you play defense. He needs to be Caleb special to be the real deal for them. Yes, he does. You know what I mean? That's that's the the expectation to be good next year with a true freshman quarterback. That's the worry is that you had arguably the best quarterback in the country the last two years. And last year they were propped up by an insanely lopsided turnover margin. Like that's why they won all. They just like plus 20 on the year. Like that's not going to happen happen that's random luck falling on fumbles that's not something you can rely yeah, on like minus something this year they're, they're minus. The minus they keep yeah. turning it over and they're not forcing turnovers and that's why that was the only saving grace of the defense that they had last year and it was gone so i would say closer to seven and five i just i mean you got to play penn state and ohio state next year or penn state michigan washington's on your schedule i got I mean, good luck man it's just gonna be different you got to replace an mvp quarterback so yeah. uh i didn't get to my peekaboo there we can start the final hour with that a poll question that we asked yesterday that i want to dive into a little bit bill Connolly is coming up at 8 15 the mail sack at 8 30 get your questions into the vancouver Ford text line 503-864-6326 or on the youtube chat we got a loaded final hour don't go anywhere don't spray on 1080 the fan you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.